Hello and welcome to the Dynamo Faithful Podcast, your spot for everything Dynamo. I'm your host, the Sinsky Man, and with me today are at Jake from Dynamo Faithful. At hello, Sinsky Man. Spiffy Scroggins. Who gave me that nickname? It wasn't me. I went with uh, Silky and it got changed. And Austin's biggest fan, Manny. I give up. <laughs> Just like Austin. Hey! <laughs> Alasta, Colorado. And what we will be doing today is discussing our trophy winning performance against Miami, reviewing the draw against Frisco, checking in on our playoff position, then previewing our next two matchups. It's like LL Cool J says, time is of the essence. Why spend it alone? I'm glad to spend this time with you guys. Jake, oh. it's been a little while. Messi was not in that final. Do you even care? Um, I mean, the overall answer is, of course, no. I didn't tune in to that game to watch Messi play. I tuned in to watch our boys lift a cup, which we did. Um, now, I would have rather been the first team to to really beat Messi on a big stage. Absolutely. But overall, man, Messi on the field, Messi not on the field. Our boys won. That's what matters. Man, I love to hear that. What about you, Manny? Would you have preferred Messi in the matchup? No. I said this in the game in the last in the last episode. <laughs> I'm glad Messi wasn't there. Would it, would it have been cool to beat them with Messi in the in the lineup? Sure, but I'm happy Messi wasn't playing, and I'm very happy that we won. So, and I don't know if those both could have happened. I hope they both could have happened, but I don't know if they both could have happened. Wow, someone does not sound very faithful. Scroggins, what do you think? Uh, I think it's kind of a, a moot point. Who cares? You can only yep. play the team that's on the field across from you. And uh, we took them behind the woodshed, fellas. We we gave them the old what for and uh, definitely, uh, definitely walked out champions. So that's all that matters to me. Absolutely an impressive run in that tournament. Never behind at a single point. Sheer dominance. Wonderful, beautiful. I think if Messi's on that pitch, we just make him look messy, sloppy beatable because we still would have won now big question for you guys at the beginning of this season new coach new players a lot of familiar feel of i don't know did any of y'all expect there to be silverware and i'll start where i left off with scroggins no not a chance i thought like maybe we challenge for playoffs that was like the highest i could hope for um, because, uh, granted we turned over the roster. What was it? What is it? Like 17 new players were brought in. It was some ridiculously high roster turnover. And I just didn't see us gelling quick enough. And I doubted that we would be able to acquire the level of talent needed to, to challenge for, for silverware. Maybe just maybe we could challenge for playoffs. And that was my highest hope. This is just so, much further above than anything I could have hoped for. And um, it, it really does make me angry that in uh, all the MLS.com, MLSsoccer.com publications and all their articles, they barely mentioned us until we beat Miami. They like all of their polls and stuff on coach of the year. Ben doesn't get a mention, but he's, he's ta- he took us from cellar dwellers to challenging for, for like second place in the conference and winning the U S open cup. He, he should be in the conversation for sure. I think you're absolutely right. And we've, we've been hard on Ben this season. I feel like every yeah. misstep we've brought light to every, uh, to be fair, I think we've also uh, praised his successes as well, but we yeah. have not been easy on Ben by any means. And I think he's really shown us wrong in a lot of, a lot of, points in this season and he's really stepped up i do think he should be a mention at least for coach of the year and i wouldn't be surprised if he would garner some of those votes Mm -hmm. uh jake give me some more info here some more info um yeah the the dynamo are uh they're better than any of us thought they were going to be there's there's really no way around that i think even i very optimistically was saying we could we could finish eighth right that was my my pipe dream was eighth place, uh, an actual playoff position. Um, the the way that we've played, the way that Ben has has coached the team, the way that I mean, geez, Cordy Baird has exceeded all of our expectations. We've become a team that's greater than the sum of our parts, and absolutely, um, 
blown away. Blown away by the team this year. And Jake didn't think he had anything to add. Golly, I can read him like a book. Manny, what do you think? Does this make Olsen an automatic coaching coaching legend for the Houston Dynamo first season he brings in a trophy? I don't want to say legend, but definitely he will be remembered. Uh, like, for me, it depends so on... So a hero? Maybe, maybe. Um, for me, it, it depends. Like, I think a legend has to build a legacy. And that can't just happen in one season, really. Um, and is he is he putting himself in a good place to start building that? Yes, one hundred percent. You know, you win you win a cup the first year you're there. You help your team get make playoffs, and they haven't in how many seasons? Someone remind me. Was it seven, eight, ten, yeah. somewhere in there? Uh, I just don't think about those years. It's been a while, right? I don't want to have a number associated with how terrible yeah. things have been. Yeah, it's once, better not to. once in the last nine years. Yeah, there you go. Um, we can always count Scroggins for a fact, uh, a dynamo factoid. Um, so, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, yeah, he's definitely put himself in a good position to to start that. And I think that I have to dis- disagree with Scroggins a little bit. Like that, it wasn't until we won the cup that people started talking about us. I think that there has been a few posts before we won the cup, but not not too far ahead when we won the Vancouver game, um, and then the. Um, who was it that we beat 5-0 just a few games ago? Portland? Was that Portland that we beat uh, 5-0 a few games back? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think after those games, that's when uh, Matt Doyle and Tom Bogart posted uh, two things, each uh, like close to each other, but not too far apart, where they were like, Houston's actually like fun to watch. Yeah. Um, so that was cool to see. That was cool. And I think, honestly, that might be one of my favorite things to have heard about the team. Like, yes, obviously winning the cup is is the top thing so far right but them actually being fun to watch and not just because like these people are houston dynamo fans right like not because it's their team but like because we're fun to watch like that that yeah. was a pretty high praise I, I like seeing that that was cool yeah i like backing winners and for us to go after a trophy is really great but i think i do love the fact even more so that we're a team with an identity we we know how we're gonna play especially at home we're gonna try and dominate possession, we're going to mitigate chances, and we're going to just have a lot of fun, a lot of little flicks, a lot of little cute passes, back heels, things like that to to make things happen in the box. Um, also, I've been very happy with the Baird-Bossy combo. I feel like we're always good for, it feels like at least, that we're always good for one of those to come off. And uh I don't know how recently I've started feeling that way, but it feels like it's been forever now. So pretty excellent. Uh, Scrog, is there any stats or anything you want to throw out about this cup game that really stood out for you? Um, yeah, I think the the thing that jumps out to me the most is just the, the shot totals after the first half. Um, we had 18 shots versus their one shot in the first half. And that was, I believe that was the U.S. Open Cup uh, record for like just a differential between shots. Uh, we ended the game with only 41% of the possession. Um, and then in the second half, somehow only had one more shot. So we ended the game with 19 shots instead of 36, which we were on pace for. Um, but, uh, yeah, like it was that first half was probably the most dominant I've ever seen us play. And then the second half, we kind of took our foot off the gas and started absorbing more pressure. So it was it was by design that we started conceding more possession and and stuff like that. But uh, man, that was a a really really fun game to watch for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think I'll remember that for a long time. I've already rewatched it a couple of times. Uh, well, rewatched it once over a couple of like viewings but uh really enjoyable game very fun especially that first half oh my goodness i mm-hmm. i think the boys were like already knew they'd won when they were going into the locker room at halftime it felt it really yeah. felt like a victory already and i don't know if it's because messi wasn't on the pitch or available or if it was just because of how well they had played in the tournament all season long that yeah. they just knew like this was it but man i Watching the Dynamo play is so fun, and that's really nice because last year it was not so fun, you know. So it's right. good to have that turnaround. Now, I say that, but this uh, next game we're going to talk about the at-home draw to Frisco. 
the very next day after the game, my wife said, you know, last night was kind of a boring match. <laughs> and I had to agree. 0-0 zero, zero draw at home. Jake, give me your thoughts and feelings. What's going on there? Why was um, it so sluggish? I mean, there was there was uh, significantly less Griffin Dorsey available. Uh, if I were to categorize it by percentage, I would I would give it a hundred percent less available, a hundred percent less Griffin Dorsey uh, against Frisco than against Miami. Um, and I think that he's shown that he's really essential to the way that we play. Um, he's he's the guy that uh, makes the late runs uh, into the box, whether it's from the side of the box or whether it's it's from the top of the box. He makes things happen with the ball at his feet. Um, so not having him on the field definitely, I think, hurt us, even with Escobar playing really well. Um, and, and honestly, I don't think it was that boring of a game. Uh, I, I don't want to disagree with your wife. I know that she's never been wrong in her life. Um, but I do think that that our boys put up a good game. Uh, I think that we had mm-hmm. a lot of really good chances in front of goal. Um I think a lot of us are are heartbroken over Coco's inability to finish. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't think that it was it was totally devoid of entertainment. I think that we played well. I think that there was a little bit of a mental hangover from the the open cup victory. I think, yeah, we look, we're not gonna win every game. And for all of the talk that I've I've heard about this game being too polite, derbies are they're tough. You can throw the form uh what is it? You can throw the form results out of the window. It doesn't matter how each team is playing. It's a derby. Um, so, yeah, we we came out with a point. It was disappointing to not win, but what are you going to do? One point was disappointing. Interesting. I like to hear that. Scroggins, why don't you jump in here? We talked about it on the Dyna Bros. What's changed? Yeah, nothing's changed. I just want to disagree with Jake. Um Simply because I feel like this was a massive missed opportunity. I would have liked mm-hmm. to see us rise to the occasion. We could have, we could have jumped up into second place. Yeah, um, for sure. All the all the other games broke. I I just really wish our our boys had been able to really um, grab hold of this opportunity for us to to push on and and distance ourselves from this really compact and tight Western Conference and. Um, it, it was frustrating to see us plagued by a lack of finishing. It it really is the um, the underlying theme of of this season is just we cannot put the ball into the back of the net. You know, Aliu is I don't know allergic to to scoring. I, I think like he's afraid of going into anaphylactic shock if he scores a goal. Um, you know, I think of like. Uh, in the Miami game, the goalkeeper uh, parries away or, or or spills the shot that Nelson took. And this was, uh, yeah, and then Baird was right there, right place, right time, but kicked it directly at the keeper from like, you know, he he, he was like maybe three yards out. So and how many times lost on that ball? And it's a goal, right? Just a little chip, chip, you know, like. And how many times do we see stuff like that in the Dallas game? Um, just miss after miss, just not having that, you know, guilt edge that we need. Um, and so that I, I am very disappointed in this game uh, against Frisco one, because, you know, we lost Copa Tejas, uh, which is sure kind of a plastic competition, but it's still bragging rights. Um, and uh and we also lost to Frisco in the or, or drew Frisco when we could have beat them and really could have pushed on into the playoffs. And and that's just frustrating. I, I wanted to see more from us. And I understand midweek after a cup, like a cup win, you're going to have the hangover, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. But still, you're professional athletes. And this was a huge opportunity. That's what I want to see. I think I agree with you, Jake. I think you wanted to say something back. There, there are no bragging rights uh, when you win Copa Tejas by being by far the worst team in MLS in Texas. There's, there's no bragging rights about. It. That's all I wanted to say. All right, Austin Manny. winning Copa Tejas by us in Dallas drawing is the most Austin thing in the world. They're going to be really happy about that. Which, good for Manny, I guess. But really, <laughs> oh, that might be the joke of the pod. Manny, go ahead. I want your two cents on this. How did you feel about this game? Was it a missed opportunity or is a point enough at this point? 
Um, so yeah, I was at the game and it definitely felt like a missed opportunity. Um, only in the sense that it forces us from, from what I've said, I keep feel like I keep repeating myself on this, but I really had the idea of like, I needed five wins to feel comfortable going into the playoffs. And yeah. at this point, this leaves us with having to win for us to get those five wins from the time I originally said this, having to win the next three games. Um, so, you know, that was only a point. It was at home. I think I think part of it was the fact that it was it was at home. It it was honestly the best crowd I think I've seen. Yeah, all season. At, winning a trophy will do that for you. Mm-hmm. Damn, we yeah. just got to win more. Yeah. yeah, and 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 this is like this is the best crowd I've seen where it was because they were there for us, right? Like yeah, like when when LAFC comes, yeah, sure we sell about more tickets. Uh, some big names are there, but the crowd feels, I don't want to say overrun by LAFC, but it, it feels more split, right? This crowd, this crowd was a dynamo crowd. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like obviously there was Frisco fans there, but it was a dynamo crowd. And the fact that we had this kind of crowd there for this game and we were 17 shots, but only five on target. Like we couldn't put anything away from those 17 shots. It, it does feel like a missed opportunity. I understand why we had a big game on Wednesday. They win. We talk about the, you know, the midweek hangover plus a cup final hangover, plus probably a literal hangover for some of them. They're all <laughs> drinking age. Um, I know, I know it's been grip. Late, I don't think sure. Nelson's Baby a drinking face? age, buddy. No, I, I said some of them. I said some of them, not all of them. Um, and you know, I know it's days later, but, but still, uh, those kinds of things, you know, can, can happen sometimes they get really excited that they won the game. Um, but, but yeah, I, it, it does put a lot of pressure and to be clear, I still think we're going to make playoffs. I know we're going to talk about that here in a little bit, but it does put a lot of pressure. I think on these last three games to mm-hmm. try to get something, especially two of them being a, away from home, I believe like to try to get something out of those so that we hopefully still finish in the top four because we know how good we are at home, right? So we yeah. want that home field advantage for those in that top four. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, hopefully hopefully we can get something out of these last three games. Hopefully it will be the three wins. Um, I would love to go on a three-game three uh, three winning streak before the playoffs start. Like, that would be a prime way to go into the playoffs. All right, real quick, Jake, jump back in here. Let I think you've, yeah, you've got to remember that we were missing our best attacking player in this game. Which Griffin is Griffin Dorsey. Dorsey. Yeah. Trent yeah. Alexander Arnold. Oh, right. Cool. We're we are we are dependent on him for the attack. That's like our upswing and attack has uh, a direct correlation to the League's Cup when he took hold of that right wing back position. We're a team that has an albatross around our neck named Zevis Ferreira, right? We we are unable to get that like DP striker because the DP striker we got um is a pouty face. And he's off pushing people in Brazil instead of pushing people in the United States. So, yeah, I'm also not stoked about the tie versus Frisco. Just keeping things in perspective, we just won the Open Cup and we are in a good position to make playoffs, which if you had offered us that at the beginning of the season, we would have taken it with with no questions. Yeah, which shows take. you how good they want more this season that we I want more too, right? Like. It's crazy to me. I mentioned this earlier uh, to, to people, right? Like, it's crazy to me that at the beginning of the year, I was like, ninth place would be amazing. Yeah. Sixth place would be a godsend, right? And I'm here being like, we could legitimately finish in second, right? And I'm Let's also like, really, really concerned about dropping out of the top four. Like, I will be a little disappointed if we don't have um, home field advantage in the first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm, and that sure. is insane. That's insane. We were second last last year, right? Yeah. And we brought in a coach that none of us were psyched about to, to begin with, right? Like, I'm just saying absolutely disappointed with the result last night. There's just only so disappointed that I can be when we just won a trophy and we are probably going to make playoffs. And I, I said this last year, but it's been lost in the annals of history. The MLS should not be a league where you can stay at the bottom for a long period of time. The The way all the rules and everything are set up, a team can come in and quickly become a top team. You can look at St. Louis City, and they're there. And you look at 
all these expansion teams that can come in and quickly get to the top. And it just takes a certain amount of maneuvering. It just takes a system or, and then boom, it's there. And that's what we've seen for the dynamo this year. We were one of the worst teams in the league last year. And now I don't feel stupid saying we're one of the best teams in the league. You know, I, mm-hmm. I legitimately feel that way. I think, especially at home, I don't think anybody's got anything for us. And with that, we will move on to Ben's bestie of the week. All right. You got two matches, one week. Who was the best player throughout? I'm going to start with my man, Manny. Yeah. So we had two games and Griffin Dorsey only played one of those games, but I'm going to give it to Griffin Dorsey. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah. That, I mean, that goal, that goal, like the, what 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 more do you want from your right back other than being able to defend and score goals like that right like the thing about griffin dorsey being part of our attack from that right hand side is that he's also not a liability from being our right back on that side you know i know he pushes up uh, a bit more and doesn't necessarily uh, play all the way back like all the time but when he comes back it's not I don't get worried. I don't think he's going to make like a horrible mistake and draw a yellow in a bad position or a foul in best position. Has he done that from time to time? Sure. But that's just, you know, over a given season, like any, any right back or left back is going to do that. The fact that he's able to give us so much going forward and still not be a draw in the back is awesome. Is I, I, I'm, I love that. And that goal, again, I will just keep saying that goal was, so good that was i mean that that's a that's a wingers that's a strikers finish you know what i mean like he placed that thing at the top is like at the highest of the net like it was on the move too like how many times do we see coco sky that ball you know what i mean Aww. about 717 <laughs> times this album. yeah and 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 griffin makes it look so easy right like it's uh it was everything um so griffin dorsey for that goal alone gets gets my uh ben's bestie of the week all right i'm gonna move on to scroggins who is your ben's bestie of the week um i wholeheartedly agree with manny um it's gotta be griffin dorsey uh he, he even showed his value by not playing like how important he is to to our team and how we operate but just to mix things up a little bit, uh, I'm going to say that a close second for me has been Amin Basi. Ooh, yeah. um, I think the dude has been phenomenal. Um, my only gripe is I wish he would pull the trigger and shoot more. Yeah. Uh, just just go for it. But the dude is, what, nine for nine on penalties? Yeah. Like, just automatic from the spot and and has been pulling the strings and in, in playing the pass before the pass um uh, over this like these past two games so well such a Five such a solid player yeah such a good player all right jake who's your ben's bestie of the week i'm trying to think of an argument for anyone that isn't griffin dorsey and i'm coming up blank <laughs> okay well it sounds like ben's bestie of the week is a split tie two for two because i am with scroggins i think bossy has to be ben's bestie of the week the man was integral to both goals in the Open Cup. He <clears> started <throat> that whole turn of play with that interception on the pass and then runs it up, and Griffin winds up scoring. And then uh, the second goal, I don't remember off the top of my head, but he was a big part of that. And then, uh, like I said, against Frisco, he was excellent in the passing. I think he missed nine passes, 60 of 69. And then, uh, and then also... Five chances, one of them considered a big chance, which the Dynamo love to miss big chances. But Bossy's still creating them. I think he's been an excellent creator for us for the most part here on this pod, here on this team, here this season. Big fan of his. So you know what? Two to two is a tie, but I'm the host. Just so, to yeah. be just to be clear, Scroggins actually initially said Griffin Dorsey and just came up with an argument or someone else. So it's actually three to one Griffin Dorsey. But know. we can give you it know, to Sensky because we feel bad for him. He needs this win. Sometimes when you when you say something and then you're like, oh wait, but that oh wait but carries a lot of weight. You know? Some <laughs> some butts have a lot of weight. I think it's bossy. It's gotta be bossy. 
which means we can move on. Let's talk about our playoff push. This is uh, getting to be intense. You know, we keep hovering in that 4-5 area, and mm-hmm. Scroggins, you've said it over and over. We could have been two, and I'm worried that with just a, a quick turn of events, we could be out of playoffs. It's such a tight race. The West is the best. So, Manny, how are you feeling? I know you've already said we're going to make playoffs. Do you think we get the home field advantage? Oh, I I hope so. I really hope so. I I don't I don't know. I don't know if we get the home field advantage. Honestly, uh, we have, like I said, these three games. We need to we need to win them. We needed to win them for me to feel comfortable. I think at this point, if we win two of the next games, that we will get home field advantage. I think we will get home field advantage if we win two of the next three. But I would really love to win the next three to feel comfortable about that. So. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, honestly, like Jake was saying before, we should really just be excited that we're probably going to make playoffs. Um, but you know, uh, I, I believe it was. Um, uh, let's see, what was his face? Uh, Krzysztof No, no, no. Uh, rich, rich millionaire from early, early twenties. Uh, the uh, Rockefeller. Yes, there you go. Thank you, Sinski. Uh, Rockefeller. When they asked him how much is enough? They're talking about money. They asked him, how much is enough? And he always would say just a little bit more would be his answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. that's kind of where we're at right now. It's like, how, how much, how much more do you want the, how much more better do you want the dynamo to be? It's like just a little bit more. I, I appreciate that. Just a little bit more. Towers of gold are still too little. These hands could hold the world, but it'll never be enough. Oh man. You gotta love it. The greatest showman. Anyway, since he, I always appreciate your ability to just bring up, the most poetic sayings. <laughs> it's um, I'm I'm a sucker for songs, man. Okay, all right, Jake. I'm really curious. Do you think we get the home field advantage? Um, I think we do. I think that our our three teams that we're coming up against are uh, they're they're pretty weak. Um, I think that LAFC really could have helped us out by not totally crapping the bed against uh, Real Salt Lake. They they really just that was very worst coast of them to us to to not put that team away. I think that more than our tie, I think that LAFC not taking care of business um, has has hurt our push for home field advantage. But we do have a, a slate of three games ahead of us that are, in my opinion, all winnable, whether we're on the road or not. Um, we're we're coming up against Montreal. We're coming up against Colorado, and we're coming up against Portland. Montreal, that's a lot of travel. I understand that. Uh, Colorado, we're playing them at home. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, we if we don't take care of business against them, we don't deserve home field advantage in the playoffs. Okay. Um, and we've we've looked good against Portland this year. Um, so I, I think that we have a great chance to to finish fourth or higher. Okay, uh, that when Jake is confident, I'm confident. So I like that. Scroggins, what do you think? Home field advantage, or playoffs at all? Yeah, we. I think we're definitely getting playoffs. Um, I, I don't have a lot of confidence uh, in FC Dallas and San Jose to keep their act together and challenge and move up. Um, they've just been wildly inconsistent all season. Um, I, I think it'll be a tall order to secure home field advantage. Looking at the table, looking at the teams above us, LAFC, Seattle Sounders, Real Salt Lake, and then St. Louis. Uh, Salt Lake is the weakest of them, but they just beat LAFC. Um, I feel like LAFC has been a little flimsy too, though. They might, they, they might crack. They I have can see been. them dropping. Yeah, they have been. Oh, but that's because of tired legs and and a really, really congested schedule. But the you're talents- starting to you're starting to sound a lot like MLS writers right now. Oh, are are they not playing well? Well, it's not because they're bad. Uh, what excuses do we have? Let's think of, <laughs> what are some excuses? Not one of our four golden boys. They're oh, uh, no. Right. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not trying to channel my inner Matt Doyle. I, I really <laughs> am. Uh, the, the talent there undeniably, and it, it just need, they just need to flip a switch. Terundolo needs to throw him in, you know, Aaron Rodgers hyperbaric chamber or do some of his darkness therapy or whatever it is. He's, he does. And, uh, and then who knows? Maybe uh, they start winning games and, and putting it all together. I want us to finish top four. I, I think we have a shot at it. 
I think it's just more challenging since we didn't beat Frisco. I'm with you on that. I think that game was winnable, and I wish we had won it. Uh, I think Manny's right. If we don't win out, then tall order for top four. But I do think it's a possibility. At this point, if we fall out of playoffs, I'll be devastated, but I won't like call for Pat's head, like I may have said at the beginning of this season, <laughs> that if we don't make playoffs, Pat has to be asked questions. I think those questions have already been answered. We've got a trophy. We've got a style of play. We're playing very well, especially at home. So I think he's answered those questions and has earned his keep. So... If we fall out of playoffs, I'm not going to be like pitchforks and torches, I hope. I say that now while my head is cool and not in a spiral. But uh, yeah, I think we get playoffs. And I think, you know what, I'm going to say it. We're getting top four. Y'all's y'all's semi-confidence is going to build into true confidence in the Sinski, man. We're getting top four. We're going to finish fourth place. LAFC is going to finish fifth. I'm calling it. The cracks are real. That's what's going to happen. We're going to move on. Jake, tell me about our rivals. Um, That would be pretty tough to do, Sinski, because last I checked, uh, we are U.S. Open Cup champions, which makes us, by definition, unrivaled. And (laughs) that's how it's going to be. No rival watch today. We're moving on, predicting the future. Our next matchup, we mentioned it in the playoff push, is against Montreal, and it is away. Manny, give me the details here. Yeah, Sinski, so the game is on Wednesday. We have another midweek game. Uh, It is going to start at 6.30, though, which is nice, an hour uh, earlier than normal and uh, three hours earlier than when it's on the worst coast. So I know Jake really appreciates that. Um, We are playing Montreal, who definitely sit in a playoff spot, but it's the ninth playoff spot. So playoff spot, question mark, sort of. Um, They are not doing very good. They have an overall... um, Eight wins um, against us and eight wins uh, for for us and the whole playing against each other kind of thing and fifty fifty yeah yeah so we'll see where it, we'll see where it goes but it is a away game for us and you know our away form as good as we've been right even at home our away form hasn't been spectacular yet um, so yeah we'll see we'll see what happens I'm uh, I'm not nervous because they're not a great team but I'm also like. It's away from home, so there's always that. Yeah. Well, you said, let's see what happens, and there's no one I like to tell me what happens better than our friendly neighborhood, Dinobot. Dinobot, give us your predictions. Dinobot's prediction for Houston Dynamo versus CF Montreal. 53% chance Montreal win. 22% chance Houston Dynamo win. 25% chance the two teams draw. Dale, 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 Dynamo. And stay faithful. Ooh, yeah. I, it's got to be about that away form, right? 53% chance of losing to Montreal. I don't like that. I think I think we need to tip the scales more in our favor. Do we lean on that draw? Do we think we win? Scroggins, what is your prediction? Forget about what the Dinobot says. Yeah, I uh, I feel very betrayed by Dinobot here. Um, it, it hurts my heart to hear him say such wildly outlandish things um i think that we win this game sure we only have two away wins um but you know what else we have two of u.s open cup trophies that means that means that we are champion we have the heart of a champion and i think we're gonna go Mm, up to canada we're gonna slap their poutine out of their hands we're gonna throw that bottle of maple syrup on the ground right and we're gonna like we're gonna put the ball in the net twice to their zero and uh that's what i feel deep down in my heart i'll I'll take that two zero all right jake give me your prediction it's gonna be it's gonna be two one and uh griffin dorsey is gonna have a goal and an assist and uh goal line clearance we call that the the griffin dorsey hat trick the griffin dorsey hat trick it's like a it's like a serena grand slam I see. Or or thinking, a Denny's Grand Slam. Build your own. All right. There it is. There it is. Manny, give me your prediction. Did did Sinski just confuse Serena Williams with Denny's? <laughs> no, <laughs> I just compared the two. 
One of them so, is an all-time great tennis player, and the other is an all-time great late diner, night di- lunch, breakfast place. <laughs> it's definitely a place. <laughs> if I'm Serena Williams, I'm very offended right now that you would confuse me with Denny. Well, that's I would all love her to come onto this pod and defend herself. It would do we great. Should, we should try to get her on. We should try to get her on. See what she knows about about football. See if she knows anything else other than tennis. But if all she wanted to do was talk about tennis, I'd still let her because she's Serena Williams and she can do that. That's fine. She'd still have to tell her what her builder on Grand Slam is. Oh, for sure. That would be that would be the fun wrap up if she was on here, right? We'd have have her do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. All right. But that said, let me go ahead and give my prediction. Um, you know what? I think when. Uh, when the pressure's on that I think our, I think our guys are going to show up. I think they know that they um, need to win these last few games uh, because I said so, honestly, they, I know they listen to the pod. So that's, that's why, but more than that, because they're professional athletes and they want to win these games more than we want them to win. Like it's part of their job to want to win. Um, it's part of their job to want to finish in the best possible place they can. And so <clears throat> I definitely think they're going to win. And honestly, I'm right here with you guys. I can't believe Dinobot said Montreal in ninth place. Montreal is 53% chance of winning this game, even though it's away from us. I know we've not been great away from home, but Dinobot for real. Come on. I wonder if these percentages are kind of like you ever bought a book and on the back of the book, it says, Hey, it's like five or six bucks American, but like 25, 30, 40, $50 in Canadian. Like everything's super expensive there. Maybe the percentages are like that. Maybe this is actually not 53% chance Montreal winning. Maybe it's really like 20% American chance of them. Yeah. Yeah, The the exchange rate on percentages is pretty I hear they're on metric up there. Yeah. So I feel like that probably has something to do with it. That's definitely what it is. They're not operating on base 12 like us. So, and and when you talk about metric, that makes me think my per my prediction is going to be that we're going to run kilometers around these guys and we are going to score three goals and we're going to have a captain's goal from Ache Ache. We're going to have a scory Baird, scary Baird here in October goal. And you know what? I think you're right about that Griffin Dorsey call. He's going to come in, cut in off that right side and just put in another one of his uh, trademark screamers right into the net. That's how it's going to go down. Montreal, you got to get Montreal out of here. You know what I'm saying? And that's going to take us to the next preview. Scroggins, why don't you go ahead and give me the rundown on that? Yeah, uh, Colorado. Um, So they have been a team this season. Um, If you have ever been to like downtown Detroit, and seeing the rundown buildings and homeless people standing around barrels of flaming trash, you have seen Colorado. Um, nice. So that's the that's the Rapids this season, and uh, they just stink. Not good. <laughs> but uh, Jim, can you give me that rundown? Where's that rundown? The office. It's a good one. Yeah, they're pretty bad. I agree. Dinobot, hit us with the numbers. Dinobot's prediction for. Houston Dynamo versus Colorado Rapids. 51% chance Houston Dynamo win. 23% chance Colorado win. 26% chance the two teams draw. Dale, 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 Dynamo. And stay faithful. That's what I'm talking about. And that's American percentages. I, for one, find it insulting that they think that Montreal (laughs) has a 53% chance of beating us when we're having a good year, but we only have a 51% chance of beating Colorado. Go home, Dinah, but you're drunk. Jake, that's 51% American. There is no exchange rate that makes this acceptable. That's 82% percentage. We're dominating this game. We can't lose. I'm pretty sure that's above 100% American. Dinobot definitely doesn't have recency bias, okay? They're just taking they're taking in like previous yeah. years. They're not taking in this this year alone. Like otherwise this this number is stupid, for sure. Recency bias in sports. That sounds like recency awareness. All right, y'all have so badly like trashed Colorado and the fact that this isn't even a high enough percentage for y'all that I better hear some incredible predictions. And we'll start with Manny, Austin's finest. 
Uh, why do I even, why do I even come? I don't even know why I'm still here. Um, <laughs> we're going to, you know what? I'm going to predict another big home win. We did Portland dirty with a 5-0 uh, or 5-1, whatever happened at the end there. I can't remember for sure. Um, but I I think we're going to go, I think we're going to go 4-0. I think we're going to go 4-0. It's at home. Dorsey will be back. Uh, Colorado is hot garbage, like we've already mentioned. I think October, Houston, Houston is used to October ball. Uh, but for a different sport, and I think this this year we're gonna make it about soccer, and I think that's um, how we're gonna end, end it. Ooh, I like that pickleball. Yeah, Houston is very <laughs> well known for for its pickleball yes. courts. O- Good October, on Houston you, man. October Houston pickleball. <laughs> that's exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, I, I want Jake doing the finger to the nose point out as a gift. <laughs> Producer Ian, can you get that for us? <laughs> Scroggins, give me your prediction. I, I, I agree with Vanny. I like when I looked at this game, the first thing I thought was four nil. That's that's what I'm feeling for this game. Um, yeah, I I actually think that we're gonna get an Ibrahim Aliu goal in this game, and also a Sevis Kovalchik goal. <laughs> Not the Sevis we want to score, but the Sevis that we need to score. You know, uh, I think there'll be two of the goal scorers. The other two, who cares? We're just gonna have fun. All right, Jake, give me yours. I'm not uh, superstitious, but you guys talking about how trash uh, Colorado is and how we're definitely going to trounce them is making me not a little stitious, but the most stitious I have ever been in my life. I think, and and this is me hoping, this is me clawing at all the optimism in me. I'm going to say a nervy 1-0 victory. A nervy 1-0. So that it can actually be a massive 5-0. I hear you. I hear you. Well, it's a Canadian 1-0, which <laughs> I think means 10 nothing Houston, I think is what. The double reverse curse. The double reverse <laughs> curse. Really wise, Jake. That's good. Uh, here's the prediction. The Dynamo need a statement victory. That's really what we need to really say we're coming for the playoffs. We want the MLS Cup. Supporter Shield, we just missed out on it. We're going to go for something better, MLS Cup. And I think it's going to be a league record-breaking goal-scoring team. We're going to go off on Colorado. I think everybody gets a goal. Ben Olsen's going to be Oprah Winfrey out there. Corey gets a goal. Griff gets a goal. Hector, Bossy, Aliyu, Thor. He's going to bring everybody on, and everybody's going to score. And by the end of this, Colorado's going to wonder if they should just leave the MLS and go join the USL and get some 13-year-olds to put on their team. That's what's going to happen. That is 16 nothing. assuming we use all our subs. Every possible sub. And I'm thinking of Corey Baird Brace. So... I think I don't think there's a chance that we lose this game. So you're going to need to do some extra like double reverse curse breaking because I just super jinxed us because there's not a chance that we lose. Colorado would have to freeze over for us to lose. And we know that's not happening anytime soon. And now that the predictions are done, we move on to the fun wrap up the very last segment of this pod. And it is a doozy. We are. 2023 Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup champions. I love saying that. I want to know from each of you, what else are the Dynamo champions of this year? Jake, are you ready? Because you're going first. I think I think I am ready. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. When um, uh, an NBA team wins the NBA Finals, they are world champions. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. And when a NFL team wins the Super Bowl, they are world world champions. World champions. But here's the thing, in each of those scenarios, right? Now, yes, one country, they're they're only playing against one league. One league in one country. The US Open Cup is all the leagues in the United States. So if winning uh, just one league's tournament makes you world uh, world champions, I would say winning all of the leagues in America would make you probably solar system champions. We are champions of at least the solar system. Wow. Yeah. Man. Yeah. 
That is a bold assertion, and I am here for it. That's Show incredible. me the team on Mars that beats us. I dare you. <laughs> I don't think they've got one. I don't think they have one. Yeah, they don't have a single team against. that can beat us. There's what do you think? The moon is going to field a team and beat the Houston Dynamo? Good luck. They can't even ha- handle soccer at 1G. We all know those lizard people that live on the dark side cannot run. They just, <laughs> they don't have wheels. Too short. I like too Though, short. Yeah. It would be because if a lizard is playing soccer, is it just his hind feet that he can use or all of his feet? I, that these are questions a- that no one else is asking. And I think it's good that our pod is. <laughs> Manny, what else are your Houston Dynamo champions of this year? Yeah. So a few weeks ago, we had a game where Amin Bassi could not play. He was out. Right. But you know what Amin Bassi could do? He could get into the crowd and beat on some drums with some fans. It's true. Guys, how many times have you ever seen a player, doesn't matter the league, right? MLS, European leagues, whatever, get into the crowd with the fans, with the supporter section specifically, and start hanging out with them and playing on the drums with them. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen that before. If I have, very rarely. And not a team I cared about because I don't remember. We are the champion of vibes this year. That's what we are the champion of. Okay. We've got great vibes. And those vibes carry out throughout the entire team and into the crowd when Amin Bossy can't play the game. Um, So that, that is the system. Teenage, uh, whenever a goal is scored, if you've ever seen him score his goal or watch what he's um, celebrating with another player who scored a goal, his dances are all the vibes. All the vibes, all the time. Houston Dynamo, vibes champion of 2023 for sure. Even when he was rolling out on his scooter after games to to get with the fans. Man, you got to love that. You got to love our team. Exactly, exactly. Who does that? What player does it? No, you know, no other player does it. They just like, hey, I'm injured right now. I'm going to chill here. I'll see him when they come this way. Teenage is like, I'm rolling out, baby. I'm rolling on out. I want to be with the people. Ayo, people's champion and the vibes champion and the solar champions. Do we have Dwayne the Rock Johnson on this team? Scroggins, what is your Houston Dynamos also the champion of this year? I'm going to um, get a lot of crap for calling him the Dynamos. Leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, it was apostrophe S. That's what you were saying there, Sinski. That that explains that. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I, with all due respect to to Jake Barry's um, oversized answer and and Manny's very reasonable answer, uh, I think that they're wrong. Um, I oh. think that I think that we are actually the champions of backheel passes. Mm. There's there's no other team. That's a good one. That's a good one. That has attempted more backheel passes or backheel flick on passes or whatever to other players than we have. It, it, like ridiculous numbers. I mean, if you looked it up, our average backheel passes per game is probably something like 17, right? <laughs> I, I think that's yeah. I, like, I think that that's a conservative number. It, it really could be much higher, but at the end of the day, Jake and Manny have spoken truth, but true mm. truth is that we are actually the champions of backheel passes. My question is, why is this not a stat that FB ref is tracking for us? Backheel right. passes per 90. Why, why is this not this a thing? Total failure. Total for failure. Real. Can I get an X backheel? X backheel completion? XBH. Is that XBH? X, XBH leads to goals. XB, Are y'all remember how many backfields we missed last season, by the way? <laughs> and they were all Darwin and Sebas, like almost exclusively. And a few times it hit the back of Fafa's heel, but I'm not sure if those count. <laughs> Fafa, I hope that you're doing well. I got nothing against you, but well, see ya. I think you're all right. The Dynamos are the champions of all of those. But you know what they're really the champions of? Let me tell you. We went to Miami, into their house, the house that Beckham built. Now, who's Beckham? He comes from multiple European teams. And what does he do? He buys three players from one of the most dominant European teams of a decade and brings them to Miami. And the Houston Dynamo just tear them apart. 
And he shows that the MLS is your European champions of the world. There's not a European team out there that can go toe-to-toe with my Houston Dynamo. David Beckham of Manchester United, one of the greatest teams of all time, they crushed him. Lionel Messi, Jordi Alba, Busquets, who's that? I'm going to start calling him Biscuits because he got ate up like biscuits and gravy by the Houston (laughs) Dynamo. Okay, and these are guys who tore it up in Europe. Champions League champions, they're La Liga champions. I mean, people would have said they won it all. And now they're nothing but number two to your Houston Dynamo, the European solar vibe people's backheel champions of the world, not to mention the 2023 Omar Hunt U.S. Open Cup champions. And with that, we are out of time. We've had such a good time, but we're out of it now. We love you guys. We are grateful for the viewership. And we ask, as always, that you stay faithful. Thank you for listening to the Dynamo Faithful Podcast. We are Chris Sinski, Manny Farcier, Christopher Scroggins, Jake Barry, Colin McGuire, Emmett Rumfield, and James Franklin. Dynamo Faithful is produced by Ian Gregory Graff with marketing and design from Zach Below. Dynabot is powered by predictions from 538 Club Soccer Predictions. Learn more at 538.com. Music provided by Alex Grohl on Pixabay. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dynamo underscore faithful and send your questions to dynamofaithfulpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and stay faithful. Jake, strap on your diaper like the rest of us. Let's do this. Just sit there. (laughs) Definitely going in the bloopers. All right. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all see Dumbledore died? R.I.P. Yeah, man. Read the books. (laughs) No, I meant. Whoa, Manny, spoilers. (laughs) I haven't finished the series yet. Damn. They they replaced him a long time ago. Yeah, Manny, they replaced him with a new actor. His name was Michael Gambon. He uh, took over when Dumbledore died. No. Wait, do you mean Jude Law? He was so young. Oh, gone too soon. All right, let's redo this. (laughs) The one where we mentioned Harry Potter over and over. (laughs) Did you guys hear that Dumbledore died? Speaking of curses. (laughs) Wow, wow. Yeah. I think that... Jude Law. Crazy, right? Look, Ian cut wrong that. guy, Jude wrong guy. Sue the pot for libel and slander. Uh, anyway, who skets is a good one. That's a good one. No one is watching this. <laughs> Viewers, always. Y'all can hate on it all you want. But-